welcome back to mm -hmm. I am Ryan Cercelli. And with me I have Caspian Denton. Okay, I'm glad you introduced yourself because I was <laughs> You forgot my name. No, uh, no, 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 no. I didn't forget your name. I was gonna do it myself and then I figured I'd let you do it because gotcha. I wasn't sure if my like throwing to you was yeah. clear enough. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um so today we're talking about scary movies for our scary October podcast. Nightmare on one fifty one street. Yep. Good name. You you came up with it. So Thank you. Yeah. I came up with it and actually like wasn't very happy about it. But I'm glad you like it. And no, I it, really it like was it. the best sounding I like because I I looked up, I was like, horror movies with a number in it. <laughs> and surprisingly, there's not very many. Um, well, or I mean, it's just a number. And I'm like, well, mm, that doesn't I correlate was to say, I mean, there's a lot of horror movies with numbers yeah. in it because they're sequels. Yeah, galore, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but just like clumped into like the, 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 title. the franchise. Name. Yeah. There's like 10 Cloverfield Lane. You can do 151 Cloverfield Lane or 151 Days Later. Are any of the Cloverfields found footage aside yeah. from the original? Like, oh, that's a question I don't know the answer to. I've seen them. I've seen the Cloverfield Lane, and that's not found footage. Okay. And then I've seen the Bad Netflix one, and that was not found footage. Okay, Is so there only three? Must just be the first one. Okay, I think there's only three. That's an interesting tactic to only have one found footage rather than. Well, I think the the first one was found footage because so it could be made cheaply with all the and you don't have to show the the monster that much i mean it also adds to the horror of it it's also so that they can cheaply make it and they don't have to like if they cgi in the monster it still looks good because the the found footage you know vhs filter like cell phone camera filter that yeah. they throw on at the end makes it look bad anyways gotcha. did we emphasize that this episode is going to be about found footage no we didn't we, <laughs> got, we, we hadn't gotten it yet but we kind of just naturally yeah. walked into it yeah so we're talking about found footage movies today mostly horror we'll probably talk about some of the ones that aren't um as well just to mention them probably just because i like some of the the ones from uh the late late aughts early 2010s yeah um do you want to start like what, what's your favorite oh or is that too hard no i don't think it's too hard um probably probably chronicle um just because i've seen it the most um so just like uh found footage in general yeah yeah well oh i guess if we're talking horror movies i haven't seen that many that are found footage maybe i have and i just don't recall what they are but um i watched the the original blair witch project mm -hmm. two last summer not this past but the previous one i was going through and watching a bunch of movies from 1999 and that was like the first one and mm -hmm. the well i mean we can talk about it more but like the history behind when it came out everyone was like oh like this really happened to these people and like yeah. they had to do like press tours with like bringing the cast along with being like no look see <laughs> they're still alive it wasn't like real yeah um but the like mystique of 
I think they also used some like early internet advertising and like set up like a website for the like fake documentary that they're yeah. making in the movie as like you know early internet marketing um to kind of se- set up and allude to the fact that oh yeah this is real footage yeah. that we found and like collected into a movie was the mockumentary like actually like like an hour plus like was it actually like a movie like the documentary that was made prior like do you know what do you mean like you like you just said like wasn't there a like kind of like a mockumentary that was made prepping for the Blair Witch no I don't think so oh okay no okay maybe I'm getting mixed up with something yeah no I don't think so okay they just like uh I think they did like go around and like there's like non I know most of the people in there were non-professional actors or like yeah. not very well known. They they tried to find people who were not big so that when they showed the movie off to people nobody knew who the actors were so that everyone would think it was real. Um because that's kind of like the start of the found footage genre especially in horror. Um I mean like there's there's probably other examples so, before that, but that's like the big mainstream. Like this is, this is something new that is now blowing up, and everybody's watching it. So there was the Curse of the Blair Pit, which a mockumentary broadcast on the Sci-Fi Channel in '99 prior to the release. Oh, okay. So I didn't know that. Well, see, like, I guess I can answer my own question. But yeah, so that just goes to show, like, I mean, obviously, like. Obviously, I'm sure found footage was done before the Blair Witch, but like definitely kind of root and like revolutionized it in a sense. Um, but like I think that goes to show like making like a fake documentary for like already this like very low budget movies like just like you know interesting. Well, I don't. Are you you're you're reading into it right now? So I'm going to ask you a question, and you're not going to know the answer. <laughs> but I'm curious if that's just like the stuff that they. Because have you have you seen the movie? Or yes. No? Okay. Yeah. I'm curious if that's just like the stuff before they go into the woods and and uh, it very well could be that which that is kind of cool like actually seeing the student documentary um because mm-hmm. that's that's the premise isn't it that they're like a student mm-hmm. students yeah recording a documentary and then they go out into the woods to like record mm-hmm. the which i really whatever's like out there. even like coming from like a like a media studies background it's like you, you, the beginning when she's like just going up an interview i'm like wow this is good journalism I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny it just was like it, i remember seeing like you know, obviously, it. Uh, I, I don't know, obviously, a whole lot. So it would be interesting if they really did just, like, walk up to people and, like, talk to them. Um, mm-hmm. But it just, like, seems really natural. And I just, like, think that I just thought I really liked the beginning when it, it, they are just going around interviewing people. Like, oh, have you heard about the Blair Witch? I want to say that some of that is just them walking up to people. Yeah. Because I think that is an actual urban legend in that area. But I could be wrong. So if. You want to fact check me on that, or <laughs> don't you? Don't have to. But Got you. But uh, yeah, so we have set the grounds for found footage. Yeah, and now we're gonna <laughs> skip from 1999 yeah. to 2020, <laughs> so we can talk about host. No, um, we'll talk. I don't know. Do you want to go chronologically, or just like kind of hit them when we get to them? Uh, yeah, I feel like we can hit them however order we want to talk about them. Okay. Well, like I guess, just do. You, did you like the Blair Witch? Yeah, I thought I thought it was still really. I don't. 
I feel like a lot of people are generally like it's not as good now, like with time. But yeah. watching it, I was like, this is still like a pretty effective horror movie. Yeah, especially once you get towards the end. I mean, it's it's kind of like a little bit overdone now because it's it's been done so much of like 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 the the it gets to the point where like there's definitely weird stuff happening to them but also the like horror starts to be the um the interactions between the people and like the people that they're out there with um yeah which is like more like a zombie movie trope but that that's the other thing about that movie that i i learned recently is it's not um the director kind of just like here's a camera go yeah they kind of just like here's a camera go out into the woods and then they did kind of just like scare you yeah they did kind (laughs) of just like leave them out there for a little bit and like part of the like yeah um arguments that they're getting into is like real stuff (laughs) like they're actually arguing because they just like left them out there yeah and then at night they were just like oh that's their tent let's go uh I will say, like, I didn't, I watched it, and I wasn't like, this is revolution. I, I sw- 100% it was, but, like, you know, watching it, I watched it this year. Um, and, you know, obviously I've seen a lot of other found footage films. So, like, I think, you know, obviously so much, so many other films have taken from it, but I think it itself, you know, was decent. And I, I think just, like, what makes it significant is just, like, all the context around it, like, like the things that we're talking about and, like, like the mockumentary, like, being set up for it. Like, I think all of that is just, like, really unique and, like, for that to, like, not really be done before, like, that is that is a really cool thing. Um, but, yeah. I think it might be part of the reason why I liked it so much when I watched it because yeah. the, the context around how I watched it was I bought this book about okay. 1999 yeah. and then watched the movie and then read this whole chapter about how gotcha. – the movie was like constructed in the marketing and the release and um you know having to like parade the actors around to be like no look see they're still alive kind of the same with like i i guess i guess it's found footage is like have you seen cannibal holocaust i haven't so i i looked up before we started this what was the first found footage and i said people consider um cannibal holocaust which i mm-hmm. know i've never seen it but it's i from from what i gather and I haven't seen it, but it's just kind of Blair Witch Project. But um, they just like you know pretended that this like group of people like went out into the wilderness somewhere, met a group of like cannibals, and got like you know captured and eaten or whatever. But it was another one where like they had to like parade the the cast around, but. Um, it wasn't 1999, it was like 60s, 70s. Um, so the director got arrested because they thought that he like took these actors out into the woods and then just murdered them. Yeah. No bueno. <laughs> and that movie's still like banned from a lot of countries, isn't it? I would imagine so. Yeah, there's most most countries have a lot of stricter um policies around what films they allowed to be like sold and officially sold and stuff like that than the u.s does um like the uk had these um they would call them like video nasties and they were just like films that weren't like technically banned in the the uk 
but you could still like get them because you could go to like the US and just buy a copy. Yeah, I think. Yeah, obviously, found like footage like blew up, you know, in the like early two thousands and like two thousand tens, and like um, I would assume because of this movie, and especially like in the horror genre. Um, so I, <laughs> I, I do feel like they were so like massively produced. It is a little bit hard. Um, like even like the other night, I was like browsing on Tubi, like the free um, streaming. Literally, like s- their horror section is just like all these found footage films from this era that just like look so bad um well that's that's the thing that i feel like that's why they attract horror so much is because they're cheap and horror is like cheap to begin with and now it's like you have a way to make a horror movie that's even cheaper Mm -hmm. you can make it on like your iphone or whatever camcorder you have um but then you get like a whole bunch of them also shout out to tubi tubi is like a great yeah, free I'm, streaming service it and really there's a ton on good. there yeah yeah i watched jaws on there I'm like, this really is, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's one that i should definitely just like pop on there every once in a while when i'm looking for something to watch because yeah. they always have a ton um, um i feel like the next kind of like obviously like found footage was big but i feel like the next one was like paranormal activity that like really i guess kind of revived it and kind of brought it into like a single space like kind of like the haunted house space yeah and i think that's blumhouse i think that's their one of their first movies Mm. um so again uh like let's just make horror movies because they're cheap and they make a ton of money yeah the the risk isn't like too high that we can like you know paranormal activity for example i think hundred thousand dollars is what they made that for yeah and it made i don't even know i i could look up the box office but i'm assuming a lot what's your opinion on paranormal activity i haven't seen it wow interesting wait i so i saw it and wasn't super impressed i haven't seen paranormal activity there's like a bunch of them i don't think yeah no i haven't um 193 million Jesus. and it was made for oh less than 100,000 it was made for 15,000 <laughs> so yeah look, you did say that and i was like not yeah that. no that's <laughs> I, it felt high when i said it and i was completely wrong yeah they made that movie for $15,000 and they made 193 off of it uh, that explains why there's a flood of <laughs> flood of them yeah um and that's why they made you know four five six sequels yeah I feel like people like I feel like people are talking about it more now. Um and I it's been talked about, but just the idea behind like Jason Blum was just like, I'm gonna start a film production studio and we're just gonna make horror movies for really, really cheap and we're gonna make a ton of money. Yeah. And no one like had that idea pre, you know, two thousand five, two thousand seven. Yeah. It's just insane. Because they're they can be made really cheaply and they make a ton of money if you put them out in theaters yeah but yeah i think i feel like there's like a little bit like of a lull of like found footage films especially when we got like at like i don't know it's like 2015 to then like 2020 so i i you know we have some newer found footage films that we're going to talk about and i do think like what makes them significant is the fact that they like how they've adapted um like something like spree like using like someone live streaming from their phone while they're like ubering like that's it's funny but like that's also like very relatable to like current 
you know, modern day because it's like, yeah, I could so see like a guy thinking he's an influencer by like live streaming um, every time that he's like driving around. So it is like, I like that that's adapting to like current times and like still mm-hmm. making it interesting. Um, or like host or unfriended. It's just like, yeah, just recording a video call. Yeah. No, and there's also, um, it's a Korean horror film. Um, it's it's called Haunted House in English, but like it's just obviously in Korean. That's the title. Um, but it's like a reality TV event. Um, but they're like live streaming it as well. Like that's all like the found footage. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. I never heard of that one. Yeah, it's kind of I had watched it earlier this year, but I I've been seeing it pop up a lot more. It's getting more recognition. Hmm. Again, I think it to be pulled through with that one i think it's, it's like on amazon or something though yeah i'm sure um speaking of oh i don't think it's on tubi it was on some other like free streaming website but i i threw vhs as like a one that we could talk about um yeah. to you to try and watch and i haven't seen it in like two years so i don't know if i can really talk about it um but the main point i wanted to like extrapolate from it was like a lot of careers have come out of it mm-hmm. um one one of the filmmakers is who made like one of the shorts in it which it, for those who don't know vhs is like an anthology of like um found footage short stories and one of the one of the filmmakers is ty west who's made some other horror movies including none of them none of his earlier ones come to mind but then he went to tv for five six years and is now returning to movies with x pearl which comes out like tomorrow from mm-hmm. when we're recording and then a third one maxine which comes out sometime next year so you know just like the small little cheap thing that he made has sort of turned into like a whole big directing career for him um adam wingard is another one from vhs who like went on to make uh Actually, I think pre VHS, he made Your Next. I don't know if you've seen that one. It's I like, haven't seen it. But... Have you seen The Strangers? Mm-mm. Okay, no. it's like The Strangers, but like ramped up. Gotcha. Um, but basically, like these people go to like a like a nice dinner party, and then there's some people outside that just start killing them, um, and then they're just stuck in a big mansion while there's like lunatics outside, just like shooting arrows into the house that they're in is it kind of cultish no okay no yeah anyways he makes that and then the guest um that which i really really like and is that one cultish no (laughs) no no or am i thinking the invitation probably the invitation that's another like dinner party yeah one but the, the guest is like um this like guy just like shows up in their town and this family just like takes him in and he just like starts killing people and like it's it's weird but it's really really good i really like that one and then he makes like the blair witch project like remake that Mm -hmm. came out not too long ago the the netflix uh death note adaptation which (laughs) i i I kind of defend but also it's not that great um And then he made, like, a Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, so he, he really popped off <laughs> yeah, he after popped a off. while. Um, and then I think the, like, a group of the filmmakers 
also made like the most recent scream movie so like a bunch of these guys who were working in that first you know one have like gone on to have big careers in horror which i just thought was interesting that like this this small little like anthology movie which i i feel like i've only seen like this is one of the two anthology movies that i've seen yeah so yeah have you seen mother with an explanation point oh yeah i I, hate it oh really i hate it i really really like it (laughs) Do you know what, like it is an anthology for, or uh, um, not anthology? Uh, okay. Analogy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I yes, I do. Okay. okay I do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about that another day. I got mad. Really. I, I I was just like the last thirty minutes just actually had my like jaw wide open, just could not believe what was happening, and then since then I've seen it like two or three more times and was like, this is, like. Probably not good, but really interesting. Yeah. I just, yeah. Something hurt my soul a little bit, and that's why. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to thumb footage. Maybe we'll okay. come back to that okay. later. Um, so the the ones that are more recent, you were talking about, yeah. like kind of adapted to yeah. um, now's version, like, Back when it was like Blair Witch Project, it was like a hand, yeah, you know, handheld hand camera, yeah. like those early ones. And now it's like phones you can use um, and get like pretty clean footage off of. So you can use, you know, live streams like in Spree or video yeah. calls and host. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, rec- I recently watched host and Spree. You've seen them semi-recently? Yeah, right? like over the summer. Okay. Um you want to talk about which which one do you want to start with um so or do you just want to talk about them just in general we can talk about both individually um starting with hosts i mean like shout out to making a horror movie in a pandemic like correct and like yeah also relating it to like a very like mutual experience for everyone um Mm -hmm. all like doing like you know like zoom and skype calls and stuff like mm-hmm. that and like honestly i yeah you you might have to remind me but like i genuinely remember like a few moments of like it like genuinely scaring me um just like i i feel like there was a shot of just like just like jump scares of like stuff happening behind people and i think there was potentially like one of like someone like hanging in the background and like i remember that one really getting me and there's like, yeah there's a couple of ones where it's like somebody leaves to go do something yeah and then in one of the and so everybody's like stopping and like looking at their phone while that other person like goes to get like a snack or whatever yeah. and behind you know one of these other people is like just like feet hanging in like the background yeah it. but uh, yeah i remember seeing that like, <gasps> like having like an actual reaction to it so yeah. yeah and i i do think just like i think like an overall statement i sometimes it, I think when something is found footage, it does, it needs to have, like, something kind of unique to, like, actually scare me. And, like, a lot of times, like, I, I watch a horror movie, so, like, it scares me because I, mm-hmm. I think that's fun. Um, and I do think I go into found footage, like, films a lot of time being, like, are you really going to, you really going to scare me? Like, because um, I just know, like, their possibilities are kind of limited. But, like, so when they do, I feel like they do. And, like, that's where I think, you know, hosted really, like, really good. And I, did it get... I can't remember, but it got like some high ranking for like just like one of the best like horror movies of the year. 
um, which I remember not seeing it. I was like, what, really? really? And then I watched it. I was like, okay, like I get, I, I can understand that statement. Yeah, it's part of it was just like people finding it because yeah. it was like a Shutter exclusive. Yeah. So like the only people who have a Shutter subscription <laughs> are people who watch horror movies all yeah. the time yeah. or like people who review movies. So it wasn't like a widespread thing. Like if it was on Netflix, that would have like, blew up and like a ton of people would have watched it so yeah part of it's that but the people who did see it were like this is like a really really good horror movie and watching it now was kind of weird for the first time because it's like we're still in that where we're like on zoom calls all the time but we're kind of starting to move away from it yeah so it was kind of like oh those those were dark times (laughs) yeah the dark connotation along with the horror aspect yeah yeah yeah. those two go well um yeah and i think what originally like didn't draw me in and i think we talked about this kind of earlier in the week but uh like unfriended mm-hmm. i think tried to do something similar like in like 2000 like around 2015 or something and yeah. i remember seeing the trailer for that and being like that looks really bad um i i don't think i ever actually saw it maybe maybe i did but uh i remember just like that coming off as like kind of cheesy but you know maybe because we went through an experience where like i don't know i i think imagining like on a call with all my friends on a computer i'm like when would that happen yeah like, the only people that i <laughs> skyped then was like family who yeah. lived far away and it was like once a year yeah so it was like not a very relatable kind of environment but so i wondered like that's the reason why like host was you know felt so much better you know maybe we need to go back and pay unfriend me some (laughs) some respect yeah and it's like kind of the same setup almost yeah of like i don't they they don't really go into it in host of like why who who like it seems like someone has died recently and they're trying to get a hold of them and that's not what they end up doing they end up getting a hold of like some other like angry spirit but it seems like there was more history there, which I think is what Unfriended spends an extra 20 minutes getting into. I think it's like one of the, it's like a group of high schoolers and one of their classmates commits suicide because of a video that one of them posted and he's like, his spirit is coming back to haunt them. So it's more directed. Gotcha. But same kind of setup of like, you know, they're holding a, some sort of like seance meeting yeah um did did you have anything else that stood out to you or like any takeaways i i was really surprised one of the things that i realized watching it was like part of the scariness is like usually in like a scary movie and there's like something attacking people Mm -hmm. there's like a bunch of other people there and they're Mm -hmm. like all trying to work together Mm -hmm. this of just like having to just sit like the one girl who's just like sitting there and just like crying the whole time i'm like that's like that's a mood like you know you're just like watching this happening you can't do anything about it because you're just you know you're too far away and i feel like part of that's you know part of the 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 scary part of like you know going through a a pandemic where you you know just are having to stay while so many things are happening yeah, like someone else is like sick and you like can't do anything yeah. to help them, you know, and you're just like stuck watching them through like a screen. Yeah. So I I feel like that part of that was like really effective. I thought. I I do remember. I feel like I remember laughing at like some points when like 
when they would like move around and they'd be bringing their laptop i'd just be like envisioning like i like someone like running around with their like holding their laptop in that visual it's just kind of funny but um but yeah um i have a little tangent to go on yeah <laughs> okay it's, it's not a, like i don't know what you'd call it i, I guess a, i guess a tangent but okay. we're like working in like one of my classes to make like a a, a mobile website mm -hmm. um just like a website that's like designed to be done mobile and like you scan a QR code and then it brings you to this this website interface. Yeah. And I was like, we're designing for mobile for like for people who like go to an event and then they scan the QR code. And I was like, but if you like, you know, I guess we can design it for like desktop too, because like I guess you could in theory like bring your laptop to the event. Yeah. open up your your laptop's like camera webcam and yeah. then scan well, the qr code with your webcam well, and, is, and isn't there scenes in host where like we're getting the p we're getting like a pov like w like someone is walking down the hall oh and yeah and then they turn the laptop around yeah yeah when that's where i again had this visual of like you're holding the laptop like in front of you yeah yeah and like you know I don't. Maybe that makes the person feel less alone that other people are seeing what they're seeing. Oh, and I and I guess you could make the argument that they're like using it for light or something. Mm -hmm. But I I also remember having that thought of like that's you're kind of it's kind of a funny thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also loved the like, I liked the little touches that they put in of everybody's story of like what they're doing during the pan. Like, there's the one couple who like moved in together that definitely shouldn't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then no, there's the 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 guy who like moved in with his rich girlfriend that nobody likes and he's got like a man bun and stuff like yeah. that. Like, all of that, <laughs> yeah, no, all of those good. little jokes at the beginning were really good. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was really good as well. Speaking of jokes, you want to get into Spree? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Yeah, so I watched Spree as well. You, you've seen it recently as well. Yeah. Um, it's a wild movie. <laughs> <laughs> Props to Joe Curie because yeah. he just puts in just a completely yeah no he encapsulates deranged performance yeah. and also just like I don't know the YouTube energy make like influencer energy subscribe yeah and follow but also follow Kurt's world yeah. follow me on Instagram <laughs> and on Twitter but also just that mix with just like being a sociopath like man he did that too good I'm yeah. I'm worried for him. <laughs> well, but you know he can play like yeah. the opposite though from Stranger Things. Yeah, so yeah. he's just like, just he's just a really talented actor, which yeah. is surprising that I haven't seen him do much else other than like this and Stranger Things. Um, but yeah, I I know I've already said like I I I like the whole moving the found footage to a more like relatable modern thing, and um, yeah. I I think the whole thing is like obviously like a critique of like this kind of like clout chasing and like how far will you go? Um, Hashtag the lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Which again, like, is like you know, we live in a time where like people do do ridiculous stuff just mm -hmm. for like views and stuff like that. So you know, I get you know it's definitely like kind of satire, but also it's like is it that far off? And like I do think that's why there's a good mix of like humor. And also, like, this guy's terrifying. Like, yeah. his character is scary. Um, a lot of, like, awkward humor as well. A lot of just, like, uncomfortable situations that you, like, 
can't do anything but just like laugh at. Yeah. Like the first like guy he picks up is just this like super racist white dude. And yeah. He's like, yo, racism yeah. is bad. <laughs> and and it's like I don't know if like he actually believes that or yeah. if he just knows that that's what he should yeah. like continue to like promote on his platform in order to like <laughs> stay relevant. Yeah. No, I thought that's funny too. Um, and then always... same with like the next two people that he picks up he like tries to kick the guy out of the car because he's being creepy and it's like is he is he doing that because like <laughs> he actually cares or is it like yeah. just because he's like oh no I need to I need to be a supportive person you yeah. know I, I also love the idea of like I don't know what he calls it but essentially like you know he's, he's like essentially like an uber driver or whatever but like there's like a new kind of for a cheaper version where like yeah. you pick up like multiple people <laughs> i just thought that was like super funny because i feel like that is like everyone's worst nightmare to just like be sitting in the like taking in like a like an uber or a lyft or whatever is like already kind of like nerve-wracking like yeah, yeah letting a stranger drive you around but then adding another stranger into that like sounds like I just I thought that was really funny and just like really genius, like already an unsettling thing, and then like making it you know obviously more unsettling. Another part that I found unsettling, but also like this would just happen, is like there's all this like setup stuff of like, oh yeah, you know, I'm teaching you guys how to do it. This is hashtag the lesson, and he's just like filling these water bottles with like. <laughs> some sort of chemical and it's like he's obviously posted this on his youtube page and it's probably been up there for weeks and yeah. no one's like yeah. stopped and been like report this yeah. get this guy like in jail immediately before yeah. he starts killing people and then that's exactly what he does he starts going out and killing people yeah well and even just like him progressively murdering people throughout the like day slash night and like him still live streaming and like still like just carrying on just like normal and it's just like what no one no no one is doing anything that's like watching the live stream because obviously there's not like a very many people at the beginning but like he progressively gets popular and popular but yeah. people are just like watching it i'm like y'all are doing this yeah yeah which again mean is also potentially a critique on just society yeah <laughs> i also really liked his like the relationship that he had with this kid who like he babysat yeah. when he was <laughs> <laughs> when he was a kid and then i didn't know who i was trying to figure out the whole time i was like who is that guy? Like, I, I feel like I know him. Do you know? Who, no, I didn't. He, he was, like, one of the, like, Vine people. Oh, really? He was somebody who, like, got yeah. really big when Vine was big. Yeah, and, like, yeah, actually and I was had like, a following. Yeah. That's where I know him from, because if I, like, go on YouTube and pull up, like, a Vine compilation, I see him every once in a while. That's funny. Um, I guess, like, uh, he seemed young. Like, mm -hmm. I, I felt older than him, but, so, like. Well, I mean, he was probably yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, our age. Yeah. Okay. Just looks a little bit younger. Yeah. Uh, but no, I didn't know that. And that that's kind of makes it even more funnier that like yeah. that's like a very accurate way of like how that kid could have gotten a following. Um, yeah, I also loved like all of the stuff that he was doing as well because you get to see a little bit of his content, the the other the the younger yeah. kid, mm -hmm. and like a lot of what he was doing is definitely like the the like larger gamer and like streamers yeah. like type of content where he's like yeah i like went out and like gave a homeless dude a hundred bucks yeah. and he like went and bought food for his friends and then like later on he was like oh yeah that was just like a guy that we just like hired to like dress up and look homeless and i was like that's definitely something that like those type of people will do for their content yeah 100 percent. 
I again, I mean, uh, just to like reiterate, I think they just did an excellent job of like looking at how just like especially like YouTube culture, but just like internet culture and like I guess like <coughs> simply like how toxic it is, but you know also making it funny, but then also being like, yo, this is kind of toxic. Yeah, maybe we should be aware of that. I just to like another point of the movie that just reiterates that is the like comedian the first the com the kyle mooney's character who's just like following this other comedian around and is like you know i like trying to get yeah. you know more um clout i guess or yeah like views or i'm i'm blanking on the word i want to use but it'll come to me in like two minutes um <laughs> but yeah and then the uh, the girl who like you know goes out has this like whole big speech and then like smashes her phone and then like five minutes later she has another phone with her so it's like obviously she didn't yeah do that and then the little like coda at the end that's like she then used this like traumatic experience to like boost her brand yeah and it like just essentially highlighting vision so like all of this is just you know for more social um gain yeah for more uh social media like gain and like pushing your brand and yeah. all that stuff and how like yeah how, how much we've just like separated ourselves from like our our real yeah selves. not like yeah. being something like going through something traumatic and being like oh my god am i okay like all right how can i profit off of this like yeah, always yeah, finding yeah. something to like any experience any interaction as something that's like profitable yeah i'm i was kind of curious and i was like i wonder if another like 10 minutes would have been interesting or if it would have just like taken away from that like the whole point of the movie was to just like see what like the breaking point was for this guy yeah just because it's like it seems like he's just been making content for like no one just like for himself yeah. for like the last 10 years nobody's been seeing it so i'm curious like i don't know that was just something that i was thinking about of like it would have been interesting to like see what the breaking point was for this guy i don't know if they like show it and i just don't remember or yeah if that would probably like detract from the whole the whole idea of this like critique of how toxic it all is and it's just not it's just this guy that just like broke you know at some point but yeah i mean i guess i feel like essentially yeah like it doesn't specifically show a breaking point but i do think like that is like j him putting on like all this effort to like have a following to like make a career out of like through social media um and it just not be gaining anything and like i think he's been doing it for like years or like the character had at least so like yeah, I feel like that's just, like, kind of interpreted. I mean, I I would hope that just because you're not getting a following after trying for two years makes you a serial killer. Yeah. Um, but essentially, yeah, kind of someone putting in that much effort and only being around people that are, you know, having success drives into that. But. Yeah. Just really interesting um, satire about yeah. the state of, like, social media. <laughs> In the form of like a horror movie because he's you know just a sociopath who's going around killing. But yeah, people. it was also like like I I'm not I usually am not too keen on like kind of slashers, but like I enjoyed it. Like yeah, and it 
it never yeah i don't know it never seemed too bad or anything like a bunch that. of just like really funny moments yeah. like genuinely funny moments too like um he like drugs a dj and has her like in the front seat or accidentally she drugs herself because yeah. she drinks from the water bottle but it was his doing mm-hmm. and then he, like some cops come over and then she just like wakes up all of a sudden <laughs> grabs the gun that's in the car and just... yeah <laughs> <laughs> no his whole character is just so funny so we've talked a bit about horror movies i wanted to talk a little bit about just found footage movies outside of horror because there's been some good ones out there too there's also been some bad ones are, are have you seen any i have a little list of to just myself bad ones here. well no just oh, like sorry. outside of oh, horror oh, sorry, found sorry, footage sorry. um so i was gonna say we i've seen chronicle okay. um i'm sure there's more like part of me wants to say like cloverfield because like i I don't interpret that as a horror movie. It just kind of seems like a sci-fi kind of thriller. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm sure there's more. I'm just I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah, the the list, the little list that I came up with was, um, Chronicle, which we talked about, and Project X. Have you? Seen? Yeah, I've seen Project X. Okay. Yeah, I've watched it again recently, and was nice. like, this is. Again, just like an insane yeah. movie, but also just kind of a good time. Yeah, I definitely like that format for like. There's like that like kind of comedy genre of like party movies, and I like feel like that gets a little bit old. But I I did like Project X, and I do think like that found footage is like prime for that because like who you know what does everyone have out at a party like their phones and like recording and stuff. Yeah, I I did I did think that was like accurate. One, like, little interesting bit of all these movies is, like, why they're filming, which is always, like, interesting and, like, how they kind of explain that away. Yeah. Now, some of the times it's, like, self-evident with, like, Spree is just, like, always live streaming. So yeah, somebody's yeah. just, like, cut together all these pieces of his live stream. But, like, Chronicle is just, like, this guy just, like, buys a camera and just starts filming stuff. Yeah. And that's, like, really it. Hmm. And then, but, like, Project X makes sense because it's, like, oh, you know, we've we've hired this kid to, like, videotape you know pre-party and then he's gonna like continue to film stuff during the party yeah (laughs) i'm sorry i'm just thinking about the like the 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 little like 12 year olds that they hired to be security guards yeah (laughs) one of them ends up in like the neighbor's house and like in his closet and like tases him at some point anyways um another i we talked before we started recording about District 9 because that's one of the ones that I've seen a ton because I really like that. I haven't seen it. And I kind of explained mm-hmm. the concept. I guess I can explain it. <laughs> I, I won't. But you can just say, like, why you like it or, like... Oh, I... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Well, I'm just sense. thinking about why I like it. And it's just, like, a very good sci-fi movie and I just have really grown fond of Neil Blomkamp. Um, the filmmaker, because he just does some really insane special effects stuff. Um, he was supposed to take on a Halo movie that they, like, got fully, like, through pre-production, and then whoever was, like, funding it just, like, canceled. <laughs> and there's, there's like, a warehouse in, like, South Africa somewhere where, or not, probably New Zealand, because I think Peter Jackson was 
helping. So I think it's like New Zealand or Australia. There's just like a warehouse full of like props that they made for this Halo movie that never happened. I wonder if the like the Halo show. I don't know. Or like some of the like I smaller live action movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think because there's been a couple other like live action movies that they've done, but none of them have had like. They made like a bunch of guns and like warthogs and all that kind of like vehicles yeah, and stuff that are just cool. like just sitting. And, th- and then they were just like, no, nah, we're, we're just not going to make this. And then his career just kind of like he's just been like making other sci fi movies and just like been trying to find funding wherever he can. But it's still just like on the front lines of like making some really cool special effects and like using um unity the game engine to just yeah. like make some really cool special effects stuff um if you want to check out a different anthology <laughs> um oats studios it's like the little like studio that he set up with a bunch of like other filmmakers and it's just a bunch of really digital effects heavy like sci-fi shorts some of them are good some of them are just bad yeah anyways uh the other one that i i saw i Last night, when I was looking up more found footage stuff, was End of Watch. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, it's Michael Pena and Jake Gyllenhaal, and they're like cops on the street of L.A. And it's like they're like body cam footage from like that's interesting a week or two of like just being out on the streets and um really another like really um good framing device of like why you know why do we have this found footage of these two people and it's like you know they're like partners so it's like it's about their relationship as like you know two people who go to work together every day and like are in charge of like keeping each other alive um made by david ayer who's gone on to make some some other bigger movies fury and the the suicide squad movie the first one that he got fired off of <laughs> but yeah but no i think that's an interesting concept obviously it's a lot more relevant today mm-hmm. than i'm sure it wasn't made recently uh, 2012 gotcha yeah. um do you think that i know it's okay if this is kind of like a very direct question mm-hmm. but do you think like found footage is still like prominently like a like probably like a key kind of genre in like horror or do you think like it is still like able to like function on its own like outside of it because when i think of found footage i think i just associate it with horror so like i guess like i want to like your opinion on that. i think that's where it probably would immediately go to in my head as well mm-hmm. and i think part of that is for budgetary reasons because yeah. horror is usually like, how can we make this cheaply? Because it'll make a lot of money once we put it out in theaters. And one of the ways to make it even cheaper is by not getting really nice cameras and just shooting on, you know, like an iPhone or um, whatever else. Like, you know, finding some old, like, VHS, you know, tape recorder that you can yeah. just, like, go around and film stuff on and give it, like, a, you know, vintage-looking feel and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's like an avenue for cheap filmmaking and a lot of cheap filmmaking is 
horror um, that, like, you know, breaks into the mainstream or um, is profitable in any way. Because a lot of the other times, I feel like a lot of people don't think to found footage for their, you know, quiet dramas where it's just yeah. two people in a room talking. You know, there's no way to plant the, like, found footage device in a way that's not, like, you know, they got to, like, jump through some hoops to try and be like, oh, yeah, we, sh you know, this we set up sense. these cameras to record this therapy yeah. session, and that's the whole movie is just these two people in a room talking. Yeah. And, and kind of, like, sorry, man. But yeah, kind of what I was thinking is like, I was trying to think of, we you know we talked about how kind of horror has like adapted new found footage to like make it make sense in like mm -hmm. modern day. So I was trying to think of like how other genres have done that, and like like you just said the one where they like use the police cams. Like I do think that that is like in its own way like kind of adaption because I'm assuming that's not a horror movie. It's just mm -hmm. like kind of action. Yeah. Um, but like I don't know. Does anything come to your head that like? Well, like with with Project X. Like we talked about, I mean, that's, again, not recent, 2012. Yeah. Um, but similar, like, everybody has phones, and those yeah. can capture, like, pretty good video quality. So, you know, kind of you can film a, a found footage-type movie wherever people might have their phones out all the time. You know, whatever that setting might be, like, whether it's a party or, like, you know, a concert, which both of those are, like, um, a bit more expensive as far as filmmaking wise, because there's a lot of extras. But yeah. if you wanted to like put a bunch of people in like a bar or like a club or something, you know, you could use found footage that way. I feel like a lot more of the non-horror found footage is just mostly like spliced into other movies of like, you know, oh here we're gonna give you a shot of like somebody like. You know, we're gonna you're watching like a Spider Man movie and we're gonna cut to someone's like camera yeah. phone footage of like seeing Spider Man swing through the streets yeah. and stuff like that. It's not long form films, it's just like individual shots of yeah, for sure. movies. Yeah, I just was like it's hard for me to envision like a just a non horror more like horror movie found footage film coming out in twenty twenty two. But I would like be intrigued. But yeah, it's just something that I can't picture me either i don't like i said i feel like a lot of it's just, just like the hoops to jump through to try and get that framing device to work um a movie that's have you seen uh have you seen primer no i've heard of it though okay it's like a really confusing sci-fi um time travel movie that was made for like cheap cheap like even cheaper than paranormal activity i think it was like three thousand dollars that this guy just like wrote it starred in it and made it him all himself did someone get like stuck in a box or something yeah it's okay. like the 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 time travel machine is like a a box made of like pvc pipes and like uh like I think, fabric i think i've learned about it in like one of my film classes but yeah yeah I, I actually, like, I, I remember someone pre like doing a presentation over it. I was like, I want to watch that. And yeah, I for sorry. I forgot what it was called and then never thought about it again. But thank you. Yeah, I'm going to correct myself again on the the, the budget. It was $7,000, not $3,000. <laughs> That's um, crazy. It's still, like, when I watched it, the the there's, like, a whole bunch of, like, trippy 
trying to figure out what's going on time travel bs um but the thing that blew me away was like this guy just like wrote this and made this for seven grand like i could like you know scrounge together with like everything sell everything that i have and yeah. come up with that much and make a movie is just insane yeah no, that is. and it's even like cheaper now because it's like he probably had to like rent some cameras and camera equipment and stuff and like i could just shoot it on my iphone mm-hmm. my iphone probably has, <laughs> can put out better footage than whatever he got yeah yeah no that is super interesting i don't but anyways the reason i thought of it was because i think there's like some like i don't think it's all found footage i but i think there is again some like spliced in because it's like he's testing this machine so there's a lot of like setting up a camera to you know observe what's happening because there and i thought to that because there's another found footage movie that's like a time travel movie from 2015 called project almanac which is bad not a good movie but um it's just like this guy um figures out he can time travel and is like doing it with his friends and they're like recording all of it just as like you know this is what's happening so they're recording to like see what's going on or whatever gotcha yeah one of those not good time travel gets lost in its own plot mechanics kind of movies you unless there's anything you want to talk about i would say like kind of a wrap-up is saying our if you can like this favorite found footage oh and maybe well, I mean, I, I kind of uh, said it on the top for the you, show. You said Chronicle, is that right? Probably Chronicle, yeah. And then if I had to pick, like, a horror one, I think the Blair Witch Project is still, like, a probably the best and the most, like, effective. Although, in terms of, like, I think Blair Witch Project is probably the best. My favorite might, might be Spree, just because I had so much fun watching it. yeah. But what about you? Yeah, Spree is definitely up there for me. Um, I I will say um, I think that they have like a series, but it's it's Hell House, um, like LLC. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically it's an ongoing series, but essentially it's like, um, like a group of like college students are trying to start a haunted house. Um, just like like one that people can pay, and then they like scare them. Blah 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 blah. Like a very like, um, typical just like haunted house but it itself is also haunted um but i just remember there are just so many shots that just were like super terrifying and like the fact that it's like people being in there um not knowing whether like something actually dangerous is happening or like they're just scared because like it's you're supposed to be scared it's a haunted house um Mm -hmm. so like there's like that kind of uh conflict and i just i thought that's like really good because i when i've done you know like haunted houses um and i'm like i want something bad happen in here and like if i if if i scream it just sounds like i'm just like participating but (laughs) so there i have two recommendations for you one of the vhs um shorts Mm -hmm. is like this group of people go to a house party but they get the wrong address and they end up going to this haunted house and then all of them end up getting killed yeah so that's like a little fun one but another one um that i was listening to a podcast recently and they recommended was the houses october built 
which is another found footage movie and it's these guys who like are driving around texas making a documentary about haunted houses and end up you know walking into a haunted one and getting killed i, I guess i don't know i haven't seen it but it i've it's been recommended to me, and I'm curious to check it out. Gotcha. I'll be down to check it out, too. Mm-hmm. It says it's free on the Roku channel. I Oh, and Tubi. Tubi. Tubi yeah, I was going to say too. I saw it on Tubi. Um, so, to wrap up, Tubi, great streaming <laughs> service. <laughs> Especially for the spooky season. Yeah. They got flooded with horror movies. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to Nightmare on 151st Street. <laughs> yeah. Do we ever say, like, I feel like we would just say, like, 151. 151? 151 Street. Okay. I don't Nightmare know. Nightmare on 151 Street. But, yeah, obviously, the reader can interpret it however they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well... Thanks for listening, and we'll we'll see you guys next time. Maybe. I don't know if we'll be on the next one. Probably. Yeah. We'll probably end up being <laughs> on the next one. Um, so, see you guys then. Bye. Very well.